to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here, and it's Thursday, the 3rd of December 2020. I don't know whether you can hear the squelch of my boots as I walk along this very wet, soggy path. Ah, I have a day off, I've got two days off. And then it's my operation in a few days after that. Today I want to talk about yesterday. Yesterday was the 2nd of December 2020 and I had my pre-assessment at the hospital in preparation for my upcoming operation. <laughs> I wanted to record this yesterday and right up until very late before I decided it was time for bed I was going to record the audio and then I said to myself I don't have to do it today it's late I need to go to bed this can wait until tomorrow so it has waited until tomorrow and tomorrow is now today and I just want to share my story of yesterday, just for sharing's sake, I think, really. But before, before I do that, I, I just wanted to say something about the weather. The weather, she says. Yes, the weather. This morning, as I was getting ready to come out, I knew what I was going to be talking about. So I was just thinking, I was just being in the moment as I was preparing or putting on my, my walking gear. I looked outside and I saw it was raining and looked rather dull. I said to myself, now the weather could be described as horrible, not very nice. But weather isn't, weather isn't that, is it? Weather is just weather. Weather just is. Weather isn't good or bad. And I thought, yes, if I thought about myself, who I am, me. I am just who I am. 
If I could be more like the weather, the weather doesn't seek approval from anyone. It doesn't matter what anyone is saying about the weather. And we say all manner of things about the weather. We say whether it's good, lovely, warm, hot, fantastic. And we say whether it's bad, horrible, cold, wet. And we complain. We sometimes complain about the weather. But the weather (laughs) takes no notice and continues being what it is, the weather. It continues cycling through the seasons, regardless, regardless of us saying, I prefer the summer or I prefer the spring. I prefer the winter or I prefer autumn. It doesn't care about your preferences. It just is the weather. And it reacts or it responds in the way that it knows best by just being what it is, the weather. The rain comes. Sometimes the rain doesn't come when we want it to. But at some point the rain comes. It doesn't matter how much we we pray, we beckon, we try to entice. The rain will come when it comes. And the sun. The sun comes out when it comes out. And it doesn't matter if we are chilled or frozen and wishing and dreaming for the sun to come out and warm us. The sun comes out when it comes out. (laughs) And the wind. Oh my gosh, the wind. And sometimes we can have very strong winds. And many times we don't want the wind. (laughs) And we certainly don't want those storms or those strong gusts. And as I walk around these woods, I see evidence of where the wind has played its part in creating natural sculptures around us. So I just wanted to share something about the weather. I want to be more like the weather. I just want to be who I am, not seeking approval from anyone, and being, being the best version of me at any time. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) that just came out. That just came out. So I, I do want to share my story of yesterday. And this podcast, of course, is my recovery journal. It's me sharing how I am thriving with a chronic illness. And even with a chronic illness, there will be other health issues that come up. (laughs) 
So my other health issue, amongst some, my hernia. Now I suspect I've been living with this hernia for quite a while. And I suspect that when I was double the weight I am now, literally, the hernia was there and I think it caused me trouble and I think I tried to ignore it. Now, being half the weight, half the size that now, uh, it's become more prominent and I know there's an issue there. And when I decided to eventually take myself to the GP, she just touched it and said, yes, that's a hernia. <laughs> Which was confirmed when I was referred to the hospital. And the operation that should have taken place back in March, but was postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic and the national, international, world lockdown. And now I have a date. So, <laughs> so yesterday, yesterday was pre-assessment day. So here's, here's the, here's, here's the timetable. Yesterday being the 2nd of December, pre-assessment to check me out to ensure that I'm healthy enough for the operation. Now, had this been pre-COVID, that would have been it. I would have had that assessment and then await the results and then the go-ahead for the operation. But of course now, now there's a sort of another, <laughs> another step before the actual operation, and that is a COVID test. So I'm having the COVID test tomorrow, the 4th of December. And depending on that test, of course, will then the decision will be made as to whether the operation goes ahead. So there's two hurdles to overcome. So yesterday, yesterday morning, I awoke around six o'clock. Now that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. And I laid there, I laid there as if, as if I had time. <laughs> At about 6.30, yes, 6.30, I suddenly realised, having looked at the time, I recalled, I remembered, I have my pre-assessment this morning at 8 o'clock. Oh, I need to leave at 7.30. Oh, I only have an hour to get ready. So any thoughts of have, coming out for a walk? <laughs> no chance. And what I realised, and this is very unlike Sonia, very unlike smiling Sonia, is that I hadn't, I hadn't done any preparation. It is really odd because usually, usually, the night before, I would, I would have been thinking, right, having had previous experience of pre-assessments, I know that it's a, it's a, a half-day job. If, you, if you're there at 8 o'clock in the morning, 
you're not going to be out there before one o'clock. So, I was expecting three, four hours. The warning was on the letter and I would have prepared, okay, food, gadgets, etc. But yesterday morning, 6.30, in bed, knowing that I need to leave by 7.30, I realised I had done nothing, nothing to prepare for, for my morning, morning stay in the hospital. So it was, it was all systems go. You should have seen me multitasking. Okay. Right. Gadgets. Because I'm a gadget girl. Gadgets. What do I need? Yes, I need, I need my phone. My phone here, this phone, my phone. Yes, I need to be able to say, listen to some podcasts or sort of go online, do a little bit of scrolling. Oh, what if there's not a plug? Okay. Ah, yes. During the night. Ah, so during the night I had put in my, uh, a little, uh, mobile charger. <laughs> so I remembered something. I put in the mobile. So that was charging. Fantastic. And I thought, oh, just in case it runs out, I've got another mobile. Okay, so I'm going to take that just in case. And, oh, I'll take my Kindle Fire as well. So three gadgets, three, four hours. Make sure I take my plug as well. So I may be able to plug my, my mobile devices in. But just in case I'm not now, and I'm going to take my longest lead, just in case there's a bit of distance between my chair and where I can plug, plug in my stuff. <laughs> okay, so I've got, I start out with a particular rucksack, a small one start packing it and realise it's not big enough. No, I'm not going away for the weekend. I'm only going to the hospital for three hours. I know. However, so I take the stuff out of that small rucksack and put stuff in my, my walking rucksack. Lots of little department, departments. Fantastic. Right. Downstairs, kitchen. Oh, I'm not going to have time for breakfast because I don't really want to be eating a breakfast now. Uh, before eight o'clock. Ah, what am I going to do? So I decide uh, I'm going to put some Linda McCartney sausages in the air fryer, which I do. I put those in, uh, put them all in because I cook once and then I can, you know, take them. I usually have them for lunch. But I thought, well, I'll take some. Those will be easier to eat in, in the hospital. So they're done, 15, well, 12 minutes, actually. And open, open it up so that it can cool down before I can put it in my little container. Yes, all this <laughs> in an hour. What else? Oh, peanut butter. So I, I don't buy the jars of peanut butter, of course. I use peanut butter powder. So I mix up some peanut butter powder. Delicious. Right, the one in Morrison's. The phone just rang and then <laughs> paused slightly. Right. Uh, that some crackers, so I I have some crackers. Great. Ah, drink. So my water bottle and oh, I'd like a hot drink. So I've got a very small flask. So I'll make some peppermint tea up to go in the flask. Okay, what else? Ah, I need to make sure I have some 
hand sanitizer or I need to make sure that I've got some toilet paper and some kitchen towel. Voila, good morning. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to be in a hospital. They've got lots of toilets and they're, surely they're going to have toilet paper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> most of what we think, isn't it? So, so I'm, I'm packing this stuff up. Of course, shower as well. Right, what I'm going to wear, I'm going to be wearing uh, something that's, they have easy access to my arms because they're going to be poking me with needles. And I'm expecting, because this is the usual, the usual, they usually can't find my veins and I, I get prodded on both arms. So I'm expecting that. So I've got short sleeves, um, T-shirt and a little overshirt. And yeah, that's fine. Now, I'd also decide today that I'm going to wear my hat. So uh, you may not know, but I, I love wearing hats and caps. <laughs> I do. And uh, I, I have some trilbies and I haven't worn them for a while. So I thought, you know something, I'm going to wear my hat. I know I'm going to the hospital, but I'm just going to wear my hat. I feel like being a bit trendy today. So that's what I do. All, all set. And I'm all set. And I, I drive down to the hospital. I'm a little bit concerned as to whether there's going to be enough parking. You know, so I'm thinking, well, there's probably not so many people at the hospital. But what if there are a lot of people at the hospital? Anyway, no worries, because when I get there, there's lots of spaces. Uh, well, I'm likely to be there for three hours. So I put in four hours worth of money into the machine because I made sure I had some change with me. I, I start walking towards the hospital and remember that I haven't. <laughs> I remember that I haven't got my face mask. So I have to walk back to my car, put on my face mask, mask and the walk return. Uh, I get to the area, the uh, the area, area G, in fact, and uh, there's nobody in there. Now, normally, it would be full of people waiting, and I walk in, and there's not a single person apart from the, the nurse behind the reception area, and I go up, give my letter, and I ask to take a seat, which I do. Now, uh, <laughs> It's not very long before somebody comes out, literally within 10 minutes comes out, gets me, and uh, I am weighed. My height is taken as well. My blood pressure is taken. Uh, I have my mask on. A little bit intrigued that when we start out, the nurse who's dealing with me, he's not wearing a mask. And then he decides to put a mask on and... And does so, and then he also puts, puts on a shield, and you can see it's re he really doesn't like it. He's really uncomfortable with the whole thing, and um, shows it <laughs> to me. And I'm thinking, well, you know. Anyway, uh, that's all done, and he takes me to the next step, uh, and the nurse is ready for me, and so we go through my medical history. I mean, meticulously goes through my medical history uh, she at one point she says to me she says I think she, uh, she said I've got 
who uh, who do I live with? That's it. Oh, my 21-year-old son. Oh, my gosh, you can't have a 21-year-old son. You can't have a 21-year-old son. And I say, yes, I do. And I've got a 38-year-old daughter, as you do, because, you know, you get in this, you want a little bit more. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so my shoulders are wiggling a bit. And I thought, yeah, and I've got a 38-year-old daughter. And she said, oh, my gosh, wow, you don't look old enough. So she definitely made my day. <laughs> yeah, so that, 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 I mean, that was a very pleasant experience, actually. She was, um, she was very friendly and you know, asked me questions and, and gave me some guidance uh, for when I actually do come on Monday. And then all finished and um, sort of sent back out into the waiting area. And I'm expecting that I'm going to be there for a while now. But the person who took my letter then takes me into a room and starts to get ready to take my blood. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, this is... And I, I, I warn her, <laughs> I do. I say, well, you might need to use a, a sort of baby needle because uh, there's usually quite a lot of trouble getting getting at my blood and she said I always use a baby needle and can you believe that she only stabbed me once she stabbed me with a needle once and she got the blood out of me without even doing all the wiggly stuff that that some of them do where they sort of think oh it's moved let's try and chase it (laughs) not very nice so and I of course told her that I was really really impressed with her and I also said, look, this is so fast. Because she said, that's it. Finished. This was an hour. I, must, I think I was probably slightly disappointed. <laughs> because I had done all this preparation in the morning. And my, 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 my rucksack was heavy. <laughs> it was as if I was going on a day trip. But she said, no, that's all done. I said, oh my gosh, that is so fast. And she said, well, obviously, with the, the pandemic that they've had to streamline things. And so before, of course, and this has always been my experience, you go, you're, you're sent from one department to the next and you usually have to wait. Yeah? So whichever department you have to go, you have to sit and you wait there until, you know, and then you're seen and then you've got to make the trek back over the other side of the hospital and then you wait again until they get the results and yes, you, you get the gist. And no, she said, well, it's all streamlined because this department, which used to be split into two or three, we're now doing everything here. So we're not sending anybody outside for other things to do. So all the equipment is just in this this area. So, you know, I've, I've just taken your blood here. And and if we were taking these ECG and she showed me red, we would just take the ECG there and we'd have the results straight away and I thought fantastic so I got to go home in an hour and which may or may not have been a good thing because I was there was a couple of meetings that I was hoping to attend yesterday yes and I was supposed to be on leave which I thought I wouldn't be able to get to but because this finished in such so early, I did get to those meetings. 
I'm very, very pleased I did. And I probably may talk about that another time, but it was such a positive experience for those meetings that I attended yesterday. So, so today, as I'm reflecting on what happened yesterday, and I'm, I'm looking at it in terms of somebody with a chronic illness who probably has to make more hospital trips as compared to some others. And I've reached a crossroads. I mean, I literally have reached a crossroads. <laughs> I, I have, I think I may take this, this, this route. Uh, because, because I, I don't have to work today, I'm taking the very long way round the woods. And, uh, so I wouldn't normally come this way and I've got the, the, um, the choice of four paths. This literally is the crossroads. And I've chosen to go down this one. So, <laughs> yeah, I was saying, when you have to make hospital trips, uh, appointments, etc., you know, one of the worst things is having to wait, constantly waiting, you know, move, you know, going from one department to the next if you need certain, because of different investigations. And yesterday's experience was such a positive one. And it's taken, I suppose, the crisis that we're in at the moment for people to streamline things. And yesterday streamlined to the point where what would normally be a three, a three to four hour process was whittled down to one hour one hour, a quarter, <laughs> 75% reduction, 66% reduction. Wow. You know, time, and time is such a valuable resource. So I wonder, I wonder going forward, whether, I know in my organisation, they have been looking at you know, what, what are some of the positives that we can take from this experience in terms of how we're, we're working? <laughs> and one of the things, of course, is that uh, working from home, uh, that we can. You know, there's some tasks that we can undertake from home. And uh, I'm sure a lot of organisations are finding that. And I think, you know, on a financial on the financial side of it, for me, for many years, I've spent so much money on travel because, you know, I work in one town and I, I have to drive into another town where I work. So I've always had this extended travel um, commute. So whether I'm driving by car or whether using public transport and time, of course. So the t time from getting up in the morning to actually getting to the office, there was always that travel time. So in two ways, I'm making savings. I'm making savings on my time. And it doesn't mean that I wake up later. What it means is that I have more time for myself in the morning. And walking is, is my love. So me being able to get out in the morning and walk and and also because I do suffer from fatigue and tiredness at times, 
it does mean that, yes, I can take it a little easier in the mornings. I have a little bit more time to rest before uh, logging in for work. So it's a time thing. Uh, this is such a valuable, valuable thing. And then, of course, there's the finances. And yes, I've been saving money on travel. And, that's, you know, at first I felt a bit guilty about it. I thought, oh, you know, I'm not having to spend money on travel. Oh, And then I realised, well, there are people that I work alongside who live so close to work they don't even have to use a vehicle. And so what's, what's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being put at any more advantage than some. So, yes, yes it's, it's amazing how we think about things, isn't it? Our perception of things. Anyway, so I did want to share that with you. My experience yesterday uh, of the hospital, I'm in preparation for my operation on Monday. I think when I came away, it, it suddenly started to feel a bit more real. The nurse talked about having painkillers. They're, they're not going to provide painkillers, and that's what they used to do. So I have to make sure I have my own painkillers uh, for when I leave. And she actually said, yes, because it's going to be really bad. She did. She said, oh, pain, pain is really bad. And I thought, mm, I didn't really want to hear that. <laughs> I really didn't. So I, I am going to be prepared. So I'm going to do some shopping. Get some shopping done. So what I know is tomorrow, uh, once I have the COVID test, I've been told that I must not leave the house. <laughs> so I have to not make sure that I do not interact with anybody uh, before my operation on Monday. And something else, <laughs> something else I must share with you. You, you need to have, well, so I, I, I know, obviously, when I, when I was reading, it said to make sure that I have an adult at home. So when I come back from the operation, I have an adult at home. That's what I thought I read. And so I was trying to organise, uh, yeah, that's what I read. And then I reread my letters. <laughs> I reread my letters and realized that it said that if I do not write on this form, I have to complete this form, that somebody's going to be taking me home, that they're going to postpone the operation. <laughs> because, believe it or not, I was thinking, ah, I can just get a cab home. <laughs> you know. I could just get a cab home. And it, it looks as if they're saying, well, they're saying that you need to have an adult to go home with you. Not that there's going to be an adult at the other end. So I contacted my daughter and a neighbour. So my daughter has made, is going to make herself available to come and pick me up. And uh, the morning, um, they say not to, not to travel by public transport in the morning. I thought, oh, so I'm, I'm thinking I don't really want to have to get somebody to take me there at seven o'clock in the morning. Of course, I can get a cab, but I'm thinking about walking. <laughs> so I'm thinking about getting a walk in in the morning. And it's only 
a half hour walk. So I might do that. I won't be travelling with much because I can't eat anything. And when I come out, I won't be able to eat anything. So I won't have to, I won't have to pack up like I did yesterday. Oh my gosh, honestly. So, there is something about being out in nature and just being in the here and now. I was talking to someone yesterday, two people in fact. I spoke with two people yesterday who were talking about wanting to build their confidence in communicating in speaking, in talking. So one person, a colleague, who uh, I've offered to mentor them and they have accepted, so I feel really honoured to be in that position to mentor someone. And that person expressed a desire to develop their communication skills, uh, their ability to sort of talk, you know, talk in groups, I guess. And she's also taken on a a position that I had many years ago, which helped me to find my voice. And I said that, you know, what you're doing now, when I did that 20-something years ago, it helped me find my voice and be able to communicate because I was so shy and, and was so fearful of talking to people. And uh, speaking to someone else as well who is wants to be able to do some presentations, but is fearful uh, of how that's going to come out, how she sees herself, how she perceives people will, will see her when she starts talking. So to both of these people, <laughs> just per chance, I just shared what I've been doing. <laughs> and I said, you know, a few years ago, I just started recording an audio journal, which is now a podcast. But I just literally started recording an audio journal. Part of it was because I was struggling with my speech. Uh, after the viral meningitis attacks, it does affect my speech sometimes and uh, stuttering and just found it really difficult to sort of speaking in a way that flowed. And I don't know where I got it from, but I just thought if I recorded, you know, something and just talked at my head because I had I was having also having difficulty remembering things. Uh, So I was hoping that by just coming out and just talking (laughs) about a subject, uh, I would get better uh, remembering things and just my flow. And it's done so much, it really has. And so I just shared that experience with them. I said, this is what I started doing. Um, this is, you know, I use my phone. I, I use the Rev.com app. I've discovered another app called Otter that will transcribe what you're saying. I haven't used that one yet. So I, I shared that with them and they were both really quite excited by that. And it felt really good to be sharing something that I do that I feel has really helped me to share that with others and to see their excitement that they can develop an area 
that they they well they feel very self-conscious about and I can say well I was doing this you know a few years ago because one of the one of the people I spoke to had listened to a recording I had done sort of a spoken poem type thing a bit like I think how I started this particular podcast and she she contacted me and she said oh gosh Sonia I've just listened to what you wrote and spoke and it was fantastic and blah 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 <laughs> so she loved what she heard and how I expressed it and I was just explaining that I, I've been doing this coming out on a daily basis and talking it's helped me to drop the filler words as well the errs and the likes and whatever doesn't mean I still use some of them sometimes but I'm more aware Oh, where am I? <laughs> this has been a lovely walk today. It really has. No, oh, gosh. It's been such... I, I've obviously taken some different routes today, so I've got no idea where I am. <laughs> I'm still in the woods, of course. But, ah, so I've done... I see, I've kind of done a full circle here and come back here. How fantastic is that? Brilliant. Wow. Lovely. Yeah, so <laughs> go off on a tangent. So it was really, it was it was lovely. It was lovely having that experience yesterday, talking with people and just sharing what I'm doing. I'm not an expert. I'm just sharing what I'm doing, just being me, and, and I'm hoping that they will it will they will get something in their own way because they'll do their own thing, won't they? What you want is you. There's a robin. It's just. Sort of bathing in a pool of water. How fantastic is that? Wow. Okay. So I'm just getting distracted again. Yes, because you want people to take things and then create their own thing. Yeah. Morning. So I think I probably got to that time when. Oh, I've got a low, my battery's low as well. Look at that. Oh, gosh, I've been talking for so long. Right, I probably <laughs> will have to stop now and start away, making my way back home. Look, lovely talking to you. And uh, I miss, yeah, I, I, when I don't come out and walk and talk as I am now, I miss it. I know I miss it. So, lovely, lovely talking to you. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you got something from that. Even if it's just an experience. <laughs> yes, yes. Great, fantastic. So, there are so many negative things around us. And there are some things that just keep going the weather. The weather just is. The weather doesn't seek approval. It just does its thing. It just is what it is. And, and as I said, I'm focusing on just being who I am. And wherever you are at the moment, maybe that's something you can think about doing. Being more of who you are, in spite of, okay? You don't need anybody else's approval. Okay, that's it for me today. You take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. 
Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund.